All right, have a good morning. We are learning this week Tanya Pedic Lametes, which is a continuation of the Pedic that we spoke out last week. The Altarebbe, after establishing the importance, the vital importance, and the approach that we have that Hamaiso Hua Iker, that the action is what brings the Shechina betachtoin, And therefore, doing versus not doing is infinitely greater than the whole topic of whether you had Kavana or whether you didn't have Kavana. Parenthetically, we're not speaking about Kavana, how it is defined in the revealed part of the Torah. Actually, there are certain mitzvahs that if you don't have Kavana, you don't have the mitzvah, like davening. Davening without Kavana is not davening. But the kavana that we are talking about here is not the halachic type of kavana, but kavana in Tanya and in Hasidus is referring to the love of God and the, the respect of God that we all should experience, that we all potentially could experience. And if a Jew with Ahava and with Yira does a mitzvah, then that's a mitzvah that's imbued with kavana. That's the meaning of kavana here. When you learn the revealed part of the Torah, kavana means something completely different. Kavana means to be mindful of what you're doing. A person can do a mitzvah bekavana with zero love and zero respect. Kavana means I'm, I'm aware of what I'm doing. Like davening bekavana means I'm aware of the fact that I'm standing in front of God and I'm talking to God. If you daven without kavana, you didn't daven. Here we're speaking about not only doing, we're not addressing halachic kavana, we're speaking about the, the chasidish kavana which means doing a mitzvah with passion. And unlike the sugya of Simcha, we're speaking specifically about Ava and Yiras Hashem. Okay, so doing, if it's doing a mitzvah with Kavana or without Kavana, as far as bringing godliness into the world, Altarev established, even if you had zero Kavana, you did the mitzvah, you brought God into the world. Having said that, Altarev began in Pedik Ches that there is also a mitzvah to do mitzvahs with Kavana. Why do you have to have kavana? What will, what will the kavana accomplish? So the Altarebbe quotes a, an expression that we have in the Zohar, that mitzvah beli kavana is kaguf beloi neshama, which is a very strong statement. That a mitzvah without passion, a dispassionate mitzvah is a corpse. Now a corpse is better than nothing. At least you got a corpse. But a corpse without a soul is dead. And the Alter Rebbe explains what's shot a living mitzvah, what happens when the mitzvah is alive versus when the mitzvah is dead. So it says in the Zoyar that the mitzvahs are supposed to fly upwards. They're supposed to be parchin le'ela. And if the mitzvah is done without av and yira, and it uses dafka, the words in the Zoyar, that av and yira are like the wings of a bird, one is the av and one is the yira, the right is love, the other is respect, then a bird without wings cannot fly anywhere. And Al-Tareb explains in Pedic Lamates, he opens up this topic and he explains the following. And this Bakhala is a very good basic knowledge that we should have, whether we are in, in all of the areas of learning what's called Nister the Tairam. We learn about the Seder Hishtalshalus. And that's the mitzvah of learning Kabbalah, to learn about the Seder Hishtalshalus. And we learn that in generally you have four worlds. You have the world of Atsilos, the world of Bria the world of Yitzirah, and the world of Asiya. Now, the world of Asiya itself is divided into two. You have the Ruchni Yisdika Asiya, and then you have 
the Olam Hazah that we live in, which is the lowest of all reality, the physical world of Asiya, that goes to the whole physical universe, is the last link in the chain. And it is here where God gave us the Torah, in this planet Earth. And here is where God wants to have a dwelling place. Every world has in it the ten spheres. Many people mistakenly think that what is Atzilus? The ten spheres. That's a big mistake. The ten spheres are the spheres of that world. And the muscle that we have, we have many examples and they all help us understand from all from a different angle. When you speak about a body, Oilam cotton is the Adam. And let's speak about the brain in the body. The brain is the headquarters of the body. The brain is not the whole person. But the brain is the headquarters of the person. The brain is the link where the soul connects to the person. The, the, the shama manifests through the headquarters to the rest of the body. The ten spheres of every world is the brain of the world. Which means that godliness manifests in every world through the ten spheres of that world. Another expression that we use for the headquarters of godliness, of the energy of that world, is the Beis HaMikdash. Every world has an Eretz Yisrael, every world has a Yerushalayim, every world has a Beis HaMikdash. And the presence of the Shekhinah in that world is manifest in the Beis HaMikdash. From the Beis HaMikdash it spreads out to the rest of that world. Hasidus emphasizes how the word world in Lashon HaKadosh is Olam and the word Olam means Helen the world by definition means a place in which godliness is concealed the Beis HaMikdash of any given world relative to that world is the place where the Shekhinah is manifest let's go back to the analogy of a person the brain is the place where the Neshama manifests and through the brain to the rest of the body it's the headquarters so the Beis HaMikdash is the headquarters of every world. And there is the, the, there's a Beis HaMikdash in the world of Atzilus. What is the Beis HaMikdash? The ten spheres. There is the Beis HaMikdash of the world of Bria. There is the Beis HaMikdash of the world of Yetzirah. There is the Beis HaMikdash of Olam Asiyah Ruchni, which was never destroyed. And then you have the Beis HaMikdash of the physical world that sadly right now we're still at the last second in Golos and there's no Beis HaMikdash yet. The Shekhinah of every world can only manifest in the Beis HaMikdash. And it's a place where no one really belongs. The only Beis HaMikdash that, that creatures are allowed to enter is the physical Beis HaMikdash. And only Eden, and with all of the rules. But in the other worlds, no person can ever enter any Beis HaMikdash. We live in the world, but not in the Beis HaMikdash of the world. This is God's house. God manifests there. And just going through the words that we have in Kabbalah. And even in the ten spheres, even in the Beis HaMikdash, you know what is able to manifest? Shekhinah. Shekhinah refers to the lowest level of godliness. Since Shekhinah is able to connect to the Beis HaMikdash of every world, once the Shekhinah is there, the Shekhinah attracts into it Kuchabrichu. So the Kuchabrichu is a level of godliness that is beyond that world. But once Shekhinah is manifest, in the Shekhinah you connect to Kuchabrichu. 
whenever there is no manifestation of the Shechina, then Kuchabrich was completely beyond us. Be, be familiar with these words. Actually, the, the way Kabbalah divides it up, that in the physical Beis Amigdash, that the Chabad, Chachma Bina Das, the three highest spheres are manifest in the Kedush HaKadoshim. The next three first emotional spheres, Chesed, Gevurah, Tiferes, are manifest in the Heichel. The lowest three emotives, Netzach, Hoid, Yesoid, are manifest in the Azara. And the Mizbeach is Malchus. You know, you have the whole ten spheres expressed in any given world. Furthermore, when we say that the, that the Shechina and Kuchabrichu, through the Shechina, from the temple goes out to the whole world, that's why even in the physical Beis Amigdash, Chazal tell us that the windows were built Shkufim Atumim. Shkufim Atumim means that normally the system was that when you made windows in the walls, the outer part of the window was narrow, the opening towards the street is smaller, and as the window opened up to bring light into the home, when you had thick walls, the windows became broader and wider. So it, it, the system is narrow from the outside, wide in the inside. Number one, it keeps the thieves out. Can't, get, can't break in. And more importantly, the light actually spreads in better because you don't have the walls of the window that block some of the light. They open up. <coughs> when we built a base on Mikdash, we were told by God Almighty, Hashem told us to Shleim HaMelech, the walls were very thick in the Beis HaMikdash, but the inside window was narrow, and it widened to the outside. Outside it was very wide. Why? Because the, the temple was here not for light to go into it. The Beis HaMikdash is the source of energy. Mamish. And the energy of the Beis HaMikdash, the godliness of the Beis HaMikdash, radiated out to the whole world. If there, a world doesn't have a Beis HaMikdash, that's comparative to, well, let's say, a chicken without a head. If you have the whole thing, but you're missing the head, you know, like Kapodas, we see what a chicken without a head looks like. It's running all over the place, but it's completely meshugged. Which is really why when the, when the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, the world now is a chicken without a head. Mamish. And whatever it seems not to be uh, functional, that's taken because of goats. How can Bechlal the world exist? The world needs energy. Energy is godliness. The godliness doesn't go to the world. The godliness has to go through the temple. That's because Yerushalayim Sholmailah never got destroyed. So in the world above the physical world, it's called in Kabbalah, the world of Asiya Ruchni, there the Beis HaMikdash is standing right now. Not only is the Beis HaMikdash standing in that world, but somehow, however you are to understand space, there is an alignment physically between the physical world and the higher world. So Yerushalayim Shlomata, these are the words of Chazal, is mechuven keneged Yerushalayim Shlomailah. So since the temple and the, and the higher Beis HaMikdash is standing right, whatever above means, it doesn't mean to look up to the heavens, but it's somehow there. So, so there, is a, there is a disconnect. But we are getting our life from Asiya Ruchni, which is not the way it should be. It will be, a, if you want to make an analogy now with modern uh, technology, that you have a person that has no brain. But there's a brain over there and there's wires connecting this guy to the brain over there. As a Frankenstein, a monster. That's more or less the world right now. Now, says the Alter Rebbe Gavaldi, now we appreciate whenever we learn about when I do a mitzvah over here, I bring more godly light to the higher worlds. He explains how it works. 
there is a fixed amount of godliness designated and able to manifest in every Beis Hamikdash of every given world. So you have the Beis Hamikdash of the world of Atzilus, from which the whole world of Atzilus gets its godly light. You have the Beis Hamikdash of the world of Bria, the Beis Hamikdash in Yetzirah, the Beis Hamikdash of Asiya. And God, when He made the world, there's a system, and every world has the exact amount of godliness as it's designated to have. However, when the Jewish people, Dafke here, in the lowest ring, when we keep mitzvahs, if we keep mitzvahs with kavana, which is the ideal, so when I do the mitzvah, I bring godliness here. But if I do mitzvah with kavana, then my mitzvah flies above. And my mitzvah will be, so to say, deposited in a certain temple. And once my mitzvah gets deposited in that Beis Amikdash, the mitzvah carries in it a much greater light of godly light. So you are bringing a whole new level of godly light into that world. And from that Beis Amikdash, it radiates into that world. And it doesn't only affect that world, because every lower world is receiving all of its energy from the world above it. So here, if you bring more energy into a higher world, you didn't only affect the higher world. From, it, it, it elevates everything. So then there's more godly light in the world of Bria. So then there's more godly light in the world of Yitzhira. And ultimately you bring more godly light even to Elam What will make my mitzvah go into what Beis HaMikdash? So the Alter Rebbe explains like this. That when you have the few tzaddikim, that they reach the level of being a Merkava to godliness. Merkava means that they are a chariot to godliness. This is an example that Chazal used, just like a chariot, has no desire of its own. Your car is nothing. It's completely bottled to you. When you turn the steering wheel right, hopefully it goes to the right. How much to the right? Exactly depending on how much you turn it. It doesn't even want, it doesn't have any agenda. It's completely bottled to the rider. So the tzaddikim that reached the level of Merkava, that means that they became so nullified to godliness that they only wanted what God wants. Not that I want one thing and I'm bitterling myself to God. That's the way Avram Avinu knew how to keep all the mitzvahs. No one taught him the mitzvahs. One explanation is, is that he became so bottled to God. God desires mitzvahs. Intuitively, he kept the mitzvahs. So when a tzaddik on that level keeps the mitzvahs with, with, with the love and fear, and he's a Merkava, then his mitzvahs fly to the world of Atzimus. But that's the Alter Rebbe begins today's chitas. That's something given by tzaddikim. Very few tzaddikim are on the level of Merkava. But most of, the, most of us have the following two options. And this is a theme that we continuously have in Tanya. The passions, the feeling of love, the feeling of Yiram, by me, could be that it's coming from my inherited, inherited love and fear. In other words, as a Jew, we won the lottery by being born Jewish. And part of who I am as a Jew is, is that I already, my neshama loves God. My neshama has respect to God. If I tap into that and I experience my natural love and respect to God, and while I have that feeling of love and yira, I do a mitzvah, then I infused my mitzvah with ava and yira hativim. That elevates my mitzvah to the world of yitzirah. But if a person will spend the time to meditate, to think, and to learn about godliness, and when a person is misboinen enough, thinking about the greatness of God, they create new and greater levels of Avon Yira, 
then their mitzvahs go to the world of Bria. Because the love and the respect is a much higher level. Cloud, the world of Bria is a world in which intellect is more manifest. The world of Yitzira is a world in which emotions are more manifest. So if they're coming from my natural emotions, they go to that lower world. And if we develop and create new feelings of love and respect, then the mitzvahs go to the world of Bria. If a person does a mitzvah with no emotion, with no kavana, then his mitzvah is stuck over here. So as far as Dira B'tachsanim is concerned, God got what he wanted. But this infusion of a greater level of godly light to any higher worlds, you did not create. Then the Altareb explains something also, just how it works. Every time you do a mitzvah, we create a garment. Why do you need a garment? What's this concept of a garment? Because the godliness of Ganeden, or Ganeden is another name to the ten spheres, of Ganeden or of the Beis Amigdosh, is not meant to only live there. It's meant to go out to the world. But the world is a place where godliness is more concealed. So how does that godliness go into the world without overwhelming the world? It has to enclose itself in the garment of the mitzvah. So the mitzvah, the garment, the keli of the mitzvah allows for the godliness to go to the whole world. Or using the opposite wordings in Kabbalah that when a person passes away after 120 and we go up there, so when a person kept mitzvahs, the mitzvahs are my garments of the higher world and they allow that person to connect to the godliness that we brought into that higher world. So if a person served God with the kavana of their natural feelings of love and respect, they go to Ganeiden HaTachten, which is in the world of Yitzira. They are unable to go to Ganeiden HaElyon because they don't have garments for Ganeiden HaElyon. If a person keeps mitzvahs infused with a love and a, and a respect that they developed on their own through thinking about God, we created new feelings of Avon Yiram, then our mitzvahs are deposited in Ganeiden in Bria. And after the person passes on, those are their garments to go into the world of Bria. So the level of Ganeiden that we go later is according to the kavana that we had when we did the mitzvahs. Which is amazing. And again, if a person had no kavana, then the mitzvahs don't go above at all. However, the Altareba writes in this Patek like this, that if a person does mitzvahs with no kavana, and they did many, many mitzvahs, as old Jews do many, many mitzvahs, and then one time you did mitzvah with kavana. You know what happens? That kavana goes into all of the mitzvahs that you kept, and it elevates it all. And then furthermore, the Alter Rebbe says, if a person did a mitzvah with a negative kavana, the example he gives, a person is learning Torah to be boastful for his own arrogance, for his ego. That, that's no love to God, that's no respect of God, that's gaiva. That actually, spiritually, drags the mitzvahs down. But when a person does tshuva, and we will all do tshuva, then that retroactively changes the negative energy in the Torah and in the mitzvahs, and again it elevates it. Which is why Chazal say, even if you're doing a mitzvah shalai l'shma, do it. Because even if the mitzvah now is stuck somewhere, eventually we will mature, and we will, we'll get it, and we'll do the mitzvahs with, with right kavana, and it has a retroactive power. A mitzvah is a fact. And when we do a mitzvah, the mitzvah is forever. The act, even though we don't see it, because it happened a moment ago, we, we're living in the, in the next moment, but God is above time. A sin is only temporary. So there's so many actions of mitzvahs throughout the thousands of years since God gave the Torah. 
And the greater of a kavana, the greater of a connection that we develop with God, it doesn't only affect from now onwards, but it elevates everything that was done until now. And this is also connected to the coming of Mashiach because there has to come a time where there are so many mitzvahs being deposited in all of these uh, and there's so much godliness going into all of the worlds that godliness will be revealed over here. And that tipping moment is the moment that Mashiach comes. And then we'll build the Beis Hamikdash, which will add even more to the greater of Elikos in this world because we're going to rebuild the, this, this, the center of the world and that is the Beis Hamikdash that we will build under Mashiach. May that happen now. Amen. Amen.